You are listening to the National College Lacrosse League's weekly podcast with your host, Paul Woody, and NCLL President Jamie McNeely. Find us on the web at nclax.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the NCLL podcast. This is our weekly podcast. Uh, I am your host, Paul Woody, and with me as usual is NCLL President Jamie McNeely. Jamie, thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join us. Jamie? Yes. (laughs) That's where you say, hey, my pleasure, Paul. Thank you for having me. definitely my pleasure. Sorry. (laughs) There's like 30 Uh, 30 different things going on, so no, I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I appreciate you being on. And I don't know where, anyone who's listening to this, we don't know where you are, but spring has sprung. Here in the Baltimore, D.C. area, uh, it's really nice out. It's mid-60s. I'm outside right now. Um, that's how nice it is. And it looks like we're going to have a great weekend, kind of like our first official warm weekend of lax. I was down at George Mason last week. and It wasn't super cold, uh, but it was cold and windy, so we could still feel some of that winter blast. Um, I know it's supposed to get cooler in the week, but um, everything so far looks like it's warming up. And uh, that can only mean one thing, and that's lacrosse and hopefully – your squad has a game this weekend, and you can, everybody can finally get out And um, as we head into April. Um, joining us uh, on the, the phone right now is uh, Justin Thomas with Bloomsburg. Uh, we appreciate him joining. We're going to talk a little Bloomsburg lack. Justin, thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. appreciate it. What's the, uh, what's the weather been like up in your neck of the woods? Uh, it's been a little windy. Uh, the sun's come out this week. Today is really nice. Uh, like you said, it's about 60 degrees outside, no wind. So it's definitely uh, getting into lacrosse weather. How far are you from us in Baltimore? Uh, Baltimore from here, I'd say it's about two and a half hours. Ooh. Oh, okay. And how was your um, how was your fall and the beginning of this season in terms of getting out? Did you get a lot of field time or was it a challenge? Uh, in the fall, we got a, we got a bunch of field time. In the fall, we played four games. Uh, we went three and one. So the fall was definitely a success for us. Um, spring, uh, beginning of the season, we had some struggles getting onto the field. So we've been practicing in the gym, uh, which is fine. You know, we we're able to adapt. Uh, we had two game cancellations because of uh, weather, but since then, uh, it's been smooth sailing. Are you guys going to make those games up? Do you think, or do you think they're gone? Uh, we think they're gone at this point. We contacted both teams, haven't heard anything back. Uh, me and Jamie spoke about it last weekend, too. So, um, yeah, we're probably just going to toss those games out. Was anyone playing indoor, any box or anything like that over the winter? Um, not to my knowledge, no. How is the school there in terms of uh, meeting your needs with, in terms of facilities? They said they let you use the – you guys could use basketball courts um, to practice. Is there restrictions on fields? Or are they the ones saying, hey – we got snow or it's raining, you, you know, you can't go in the fields or do they kind of let you, you know, pick and choose? Uh, we have a little leeway. Uh, basically we submit what field time we would like uh, as long with the other club sports teams. And uh, they'll give us the football field. Uh, usually we have it three days a week now in the past. We only had it two days a week and we have gym time one day a week. So we've had some leeway with that, but at times there's conflicts um, such as last night, uh, we were supposed to have practice seven to nine, but the football team was practicing until eight, so we practiced uh-huh. eight to ten instead. Gotcha. And then the lights got shut off on us at like nine thirty, <laughs> so it's it's a constant struggle with uh, dealing with that. But we try I and love, make the best of it. I love asking that question because everyone I speak to, it's a different answer. All across the board, it's a different answer. You get schools like Loyola, where literally the school helps them formulate like an indoor box league for the team, gives them carte blanche, and 
I saw them the first game of the year, and they looked like a well-oiled machine. And it was because of what the uh, university was able to grant them in terms of facility access. And then you get someone else, and they're like, uh, you know, we've had two practices. You know, we can hang out at someone's house and play catch. But uh, that's the gist of it. So sorry that you had to bow to the football team. Uh, and that stinks about the lights. Um, we run into that in, uh, locally here with Howard County. If you don't, you know, if you're not off the fields by 11 during summer ball, uh, they just shut them off on you. Um, yeah, there's no way around that. Um, so let's talk about how you're – well, first of all, Justin, what is your official title here with your team? Uh, I'm the president uh, slash coach. Uh, do a little bit of both. Um, but I play defensive midi as well. Okay. Are you a senior? Yes. Have you played all four years at Bloomsburg? Uh, I played three, went home for a couple of years, came back, but I was still involved with the team. Where'd you play high school ball? Uh, Garner Valley High School. Where's that? PA. Oh, okay. uh, Southeastern PA. Gotcha. Central League. Gotcha. Um, and how, do you know anything about Bloomsburg as far as how long they've been around, how long they've been in the NCLL? Jamie, you may want to chip in here as well for that. Um, I know they've been, I want to say at least since the, uh, they've had a lacrosse team, I think since the 80s. Um, since I've been here, uh, it's been pretty competitive. I think we've had two or three playoff appearances since I've been here. But this is the year that we're looking to make our push. I and mean, we have a good group of seniors that are really committed to uh, doing what we're trying to do. Yeah, so, and, I'm sorry. And, and from our part, um, you know, being established in 1990, Bloomsburg was, I think, one of the original 16 or 20 teams. So that, that, that chronology is pretty much uh, on point. Um, and then, as Justin said, you know they're they're right there in the thick of it every year in terms of playoffs and national tournaments. So, um. so you're like grandfathered in here. That's fantastic. What um so Justin, how's the season gone so far? You said your seniors are leading you, leading you. You're really looking forward to come playoff time. What has been um like? G- give us some of the highlights so far of what you guys have been through. Uh yeah. So we started. We had a little hiccup in the beginning of the year, obviously, with our first two games getting canceled. So we started out right off at number three, Westchester, our first game on a Friday night before spring break. So our guys were hyped up for that. I mean, we wanted to play them. I'm buddies with the president over there. I played high school lacrosse with him. So we were all hyped up for that game. Uh, we ended up losing 10 to five. Uh, and I honestly think it gave us a kick in the butt. Uh, gave us a little bit of attitude chip on our shoulder because we, we were in the game. It was like 4-2 first half. We were in the game and then we kind of let it get away from us. So that helped us get together as a team and figure out what we need to do in those situations. And then this past weekend, we had a uh, big weekend with a win over Millersville and a win over Shippensburg. And I honestly think it's just our attitude. Uh, our guys don't care who we play. We're going to come out and smack you in the mouth no matter who, who, is, who it is. What kind of team do you carry in terms of size uh, and age? You said it's senior-led. Is it a big squad? Are you carrying 20, 30 players? Or? Uh, yeah, we have about 28 players, I want to say exactly. Um, 10 seniors, I believe most of them start, uh, a few freshmen. It's mainly made up of the junior, the juniors and the seniors though, um, throughout this program. Like we're not, from when I started, it's the same guys. And then we have our younger guys, uh, down low. How would you describe like the culture of your team and, uh, how everyone addresses it? Is it more like we take this seriously? You know, we love lacrosse. We're competitive as opposed to some of the squads have the more like relax at club ball. We'll go, you know, we're going to play some lax, but then I want to, you know, get home and watch the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I definitely think uh, in the past uh, we had that more laxed uh, mindset. Like, yeah, it's club. We care here and there. But this year has been uh, starting in the fall. It's been different. Uh, everyone's really bought in. We have good numbers at practice. 
everyone works really hard and like we just want like we want to win no one wants to be embarrassed out there when they go out on the field so it's all about how you prepare so that we can go out and perform well what do you think were the uh, key ingredients to the wins this past weekend uh, I think just playing together as a team and just having that dog mentality attitude like we're going to come out and hit you and it's up to you to hit us back because we're going to stay on you uh, we're just going to come at any team we play we don't care who it is is defense your strength uh, definitely one of our strengths. Our offense is very prolific, though. Um, they they move the ball. They cut off ball. Like, they go out there. and it, It's like – I don't even know how to describe it. They're just methodical with the ball, I guess who, I would say. Who are some of the key players on your uh, offense that put the ball in the net? Uh, Zach Bernard. Uh, he's a senior, number 27. And uh, Drew Miller. He's a sophomore transfer. Um, number 31, I believe. He's a uh, attackman. Those two have been uh, – their two-man game this year has been crazy good. Do you recall where he transferred from? Uh, I think he came from Cabrini. Oh, very, very, very cool. Jamie, were you at this past weekend? Yeah, I, I saw both games. And, uh, you know, and definitely their offense has high motors. Like, they never stop running. Uh, they all have a good nose for the goal. And then their defense, you know, does their job on the other end. Their goalie, I thought, played really, really well. Yeah, that's our goalie, Danny Corinth. Uh, the Glen Wall, we call him. <laughs> so you care you just uh he plays one you just have one goalie that plays during the game so you don't rotate uh we we do have three goalies that rotate but he's our main starter wow that's a luxury right there rarely do you see three goalies on a club team yeah they're definitely very, they're all pretty talented they're e- pretty even in skill level danny's just been here you know he's our guy but uh our other guys cj and pete they they hold up their end whenever they're in there so what do you have coming up in terms of games this week weekend and uh moving into april uh, yeah, we start out this weekend with a game at 2 o'clock against Ithaca. Uh, looking for that to be a very competitive game. We know they just had an upset over Syracuse. Uh, then we have IUP, another ranked team, a uh, good defensive team from what I've read. And then we end the day with Lockhaven. And oh, then, so this is all this weekend? Yeah, this is all on the same day. Oh, wow. This Saturday uh, at Lockhaven. Gotcha. And then after that, we move into next week. Next Friday, uh, we play uh, Penn Tech. At home, we have a home game against them. We just added that to our schedule. And then on Sunday, we traveled to Kutztown to play three games against Penn State Berks, Cabrini Club, and Kutztown. That'll be three great games right there. Yeah, definitely. And then after that, we come back home to end the season uh, April 12th against East Stroudsburg and then looking forward to playoffs after that. So you're looking at at least, well, maybe with the two games that got missed, but a a 10-game season. It's a yeah, we, full season. Yeah, we we aimed for twelve games. Uh, we we're obviously upset that we missed those two games, but we're glad that we got ten. Fantastic, Jamie. Anything uh, else you wanted to add about the season with these guys in Bloomsburg and uh, what they're up against? What you're looking forward to? Oh no, definitely. I think this weekend is going to be a, a great test in terms of Ethica is number ten. You know, IUP has started out strong. They're number sixteen. I'm not sure if we've put out the polls yet uh, for this week, so I won't say what Bloomsburg is, has uh, climbed to. And then, you know, finishing next week and, and moving on the next two weeks, it's, there's a lot of top 20 implications. So it's all going to be settled over the next three weeks. So, um, and, and seeing Bloomsburg last week, as Justin said, they definitely play with a chip on their shoulder and they, they attack the game um, and they're waiting for the teams to, to step back up. So um, and I think both, both games went down the wire, just the intensity. Even when the final whistle blew, there was still that bitterness because the teams wanted to keep playing because it was such at a high level. So it was pretty neat to watch. That's great. Um, and the D1 poll was released uh, earlier this morning. We posted that on Instagram, and it'll be up on the website shortly. 
uh, D2 will be out uh, later this afternoon. So by the end of the day, everybody will know where everybody stands. Um, yeah, we'll have to put some of these on our calendar to get out to see you guys. I'm thinking maybe the Kutztown uh, games in terms of, you know, how I can get out there from the Maryland area. But, uh, no, it sounds like, you know, this is the best part of the season. Uh, playoffs are exciting, but this is where we're past, you know, the winter, the weather issues, the cancellations. People start hitting their strides, start getting conference games. There's really no more excuses in terms of, hey, we haven't had much stick time or anything like that. And you really start to see the teams really begin to separate themselves uh, in the who's hungry and who's just, you know, kind of going through the motions. So it, it's exciting to be a part of. And, uh, Justin, we look forward to seeing you guys and uh, getting some more information uh, about you guys as the season goes on, uh, getting up on the website, like I said, getting out to cover some, uh, some of your games, take some photos, meet with you, and shoot some video as well. But uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to, uh, out of your busy day to, to meet with us and talk about this. It's been great. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me on. Uh, definitely a great experience. I uh, appreciate the, uh, have, having us on. No problem at all. Jamie, anything else to add as far as the season goes? Any information you want to get out? Um, well, if we're keeping with Division Two before we transfer on, I know uh, Mark Devine's going to join us a little bit from Fairfield. Uh, you have Laxfordani at, at Roan on Sunday. Um, and then, you know, I know Louisville uh, has a couple home games as well. So it's now that spring break's over – 90% of the teams will be playing every weekend, so we're right in the thick of it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have someone covering those Louisville games. I myself will be in uh, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, uh, Sunday morning to cover some of the Laxfordani event. We got some information about that last year, but we weren't able to make it out. It's uh, for a great cause. Uh, Rowan teammate that lost his life a couple of years ago. I think it was the founder of the Rowan team uh, who passed away, and they do a tournament uh, to honor his name. Um, so yeah, more information coming up on that again, Justin from Bloomsburg, uh, congrats on the great year so far. Best of luck to you and your guys moving forward. And uh, again, thank you for joining us and uh, I'm sure we'll hear from you again. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. All right, guys. Uh, looking forward to the rest of the season. Excellent. All right, guys. Thank you both. Appreciate it. All right. Hey guys, we're back here at the NCLL podcast, Paul Woody and Jamie McNeely. And this time we're, um, we're being visited by Mark Devine from Fairfield. Mark, welcome. Well, thank you very much for having me, guys. Hey, no, we appreciate it taking time out of your busy day. Um, Mark, what is your official title uh, with Fairfield Club Lacrosse? The uh, like the one of the he- I'm the head captain and the uh, the co-president, along with a kid named Alex Griffin. Are you also a player? Yeah, I'm a player coach, kind of. What year are you, Mark? Uh, senior. Are all the other officers seniors as well? Uh, so there's four officers. Three of them are seniors, and one of them is a, a junior. And, um, Mark, what position do you play? I play uh, defense and LSM. Oh, okay, great. So, um, we've been keeping an eye on the scores. Uh, we've been seeing how you guys have been doing in the New England uh, D1 conference. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you. We were just talking earlier about the weather. The weather's fantastic down here in the Baltimore area. Uh, it's going to hit 70 this weekend. Um, how has it been for you guys getting field time? And um, uh, how'd you, how do you feel that the beginning of the season has gone for you? Yeah, so beginning of the season, obviously starting off 5-0, and it's like our best start in program history. So all of us are very happy uh, from that perspective. Uh, yeah, being in the New England Conference, getting field time is pretty tough. Uh, so we started our season pretty early because, you know, you can never really – you never know what's going to happen with snow or anything. So we started off February 23rd at Sacred Heart. Um, and then we went up to Vermont for two games when we played uh, Vermont and UMass. And then March 9th, we went to Fordham. So 
I know our field, our Division One team, has a lot of home games this season, uh, more than usual, I think. So it's been tough. You know, we kind of have second priority to the varsity sports. So Understood, yeah. Yeah. What's up? <clears throat> no, I was just saying, yeah, we understand yeah. that totally. Yeah, so we start. We finally get to start uh, our home opener this Sunday for, at 3 p.m. versus Providence, uh, and then we have three more home ga- or two more home games the rest of the way. So you've been doing all this winning on the road. Oh yeah, yeah. First five were all on the road. Talk about the weekend at Vermont because I saw Vermont last year. They were strong. Um, I haven't had a chance to see them or talk to them this year, um, but I remember seeing that uh, those games and seeing that score and being impressed. Um, what was clicking? that weekend for you guys or is it overall is it just a a stronger team for you guys this year yes I think overall uh, we definitely have a stronger team this year we have um we had two attackmen that uh left the our varsity team and actually started playing for us this year so you know it's been really nice having them on offense and you know we kind of get to pick their brain and kind of dictate our offense around the way that they're thinking or the way that they see things what year are those two kids uh both sophomores oh wow yeah. So, yeah. Um, so do you, do you know if they'll stay on the club team or do you think they'll return to the varsity next year? Uh, I think their plans to stay on the club team. Uh, you know, the kind of culture we're building around the program and the team around campus. I think it's been pretty contagious. You know, kids have had nothing but uh, good things to say about the team. So this could be a you guys could be a formidable threat for the next couple of years with a with a potent attack and a, you know, and a senior led defense. Oh, yeah, for sure. So um, what other things have you seen this year from your players uh, that's led to some success um, as opposed to years in the past? Uh, I think def- defensively, you know, kind of speaking from my perspective, uh, we have a – we kind of have like five or six poles that we kind of rotate in. Um, one, we have a senior, Ryan Harrington, and then two sophomores uh, in Ryan Drillock and Corey Quinlan. They're both – all three of those guys are – definitely like division one or division three caliber players that you know they just didn't try playing varsity in college and they just wanted to go the club route so having them kind of as a backbone of our defense has been really good they're all all three of them are phenomenal um and then our goalie sophomore sam olofsson is is really good he's been kind of standing on his head he really helped (laughs) especially march 9th when we played Rutgers and fordham he played phenomenal has the success altered the culture of your team in terms of mentality to where everyone's in it more, they're more vested in winning, and it doesn't feel like a club team as much as it used to maybe? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think definitely uh, – I was abroad actually last year, so I wasn't here for our season last year. But the year before that, my sophomore year, I think we went like 1-7, one 1-8. One so, you know – you know, team teams and you know attendance are, are definitely uh definitely get more numbers at your practices and your games when you guys are winning. So <laughs> that's definitely attributed. Winning winning affects uh, yeah how many people show up. Jamie, where did you have Fairfield in the preseason rankings? <laughs> that's a, that's a great question because I'm just looking now. Obviously, you know with a five no start, they're up at number nine, um, and they've beaten a lot of quality teams. So. I'll definitely have to check the notebook. I don't have it right in front of me, though. Um, <laughs> but what? But what a difference in two years in terms of one and eight. And I don't have the books in front of me for last year. But then, you know, I know they haven't won the New England Conference before. The, the conference is relatively new, so for them, this is is definitely historic, which is great. And one quick way to rise up in that poll would be to you know, to defeat the top ranked team in D two which right now is Providence. And mm-hmm. uh, Mark, am I right to say you play them this weekend? 
Yeah, we play them at uh, 3 p.m. on Sunday at Fairfield. Have you had a chance to see them play yet this year? Uh, not in the spring. We actually played. We actually went to Providence uh, in the fall before both both of our teams had tryouts. So I think we won about like eight, eight, three, eight, four, or something like that. Um, but like I said, I've been talking to uh, Providence's captain and a few other captains, and it sounds like uh, Providence has some really strong, uh, like fi- their face off. I think they rotate three or four guys through the face off. So we're gonna definitely gonna have to game plan against that. Uh, and their offense is always like stymie. You know, they do a lot of off ball cutting, and uh, they have some really efficient dodgers from up top. So uh, we had practice last night, and we implemented some stuff to kind of game plan against that. But uh, it should it should really be a good game. I'm excited to have them come up. Yeah, and we, we are too. Um, Jamie, you've seen Providence, correct? Yep, I was up there. Uh, I think three weeks ago, right before they got that foot of snow on that Monday morning. Um, they played Bryant and then UMass Lowell, and I mean they're the real deal in terms of, you know, I think the game on Sunday at Fairfield is at three p.m. Is that right, Mark? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if, if anyone's anywhere near Fairfield, they should definitely drop by. Um, you know, Providence is, is our number one ranked team coming into the preseason, and they haven't you know stopped a bit, but their offense is is very potent and and their enthusiasm is contagious on the sideline. Same thing. It's that culture that the kids love to play on that team, and they're going to play for each other. Mm-hmm. So, so, the, uh, so the New England Conference carrying some, you know, some big-time formidable teams. Jamie, historically, New England hasn't really represented D2 in the playoffs, or have they? Well, um, I know the, this, the past year, Stevens Tech took down Providence, who, you know, it was the first year in the league, and they were 16-0. So I think it was kind of a shock because – um, Stevens Tech completes such a high level, but you know the New England Conference itself is only about four or five years old. Um, so I would say they haven't really represented that well until the last two years. So it's, yes, it's Steve- a lot of parity. Stevens Tech definitely snuck up on all of us last year in D two. We had Providence number one, um, I think, from midway through the season on, and you know we're expecting to you know, see them down at Annapolis uh, on Sunday. Um, and yeah, Stevens Tech knocked them out. It was one of the larger upsets for that weekend. But it's great to see. It's great to see parity. It's great to see schools in you know other areas as opposed to Maryland, PA area, New York, um, getting it done. And uh, yeah, absolutely. If we can, gotta um, definitely talk to you, Mark, offline to see uh, if, if anyone is up there taking photos or video. Try to get some of that uh, onto our social media sites and to get some sort of game report because we're dying to see how this turns out. Oh, yeah, I love that. Thank you. Um, and then after that, you said two more games, correct? And then that's the end of the season for you guys. Those two, go- those two games being home. Uh, so we actually have. So it's like four. So okay. Uh, so April sixth is Holy Cross. That's the game where that's like uh, our last big game where we can possibly uh, win the conference. And then April seventh, actually the next day, we're going to Hofstra. There's a plan to play Hofstra and Stony Brook. I know. Uh, I think Hofstra is having some of them. Uh, yeah, some uh, foundation. For one oh, week. okay. Um, and then our last regular season game is uh, April 13th at uh, Fairfield. UMass's B team is coming to play us. Oh, fantastic. Good stuff. Um, Jamie, anything you want to ask of Mark? Um, not off the top of my head. I mean, I'm just looking at where we're going to be in terms of this weekend overall in Division One. I. I mean, I can discuss that a little bit. I did check um, – from your previous question, we had them as others considered. 
for Division One. So to go from others considered to number nine, <laughs> is you actually impressive. pulled it up. I love it. You actually <laughs> pulled it up. Yes. And, and Mark, I asked Jamie stuff like this at the end just to throw him off guard, just to see if he's planned or anything for this. So yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah. And and I, I you know I do apologize. And I appreciate your patience because on Sunday you know you're gonna be at Lackawanna. I'll be at Rutgers. They they're gonna host Hofstra and Villanova. Um, I'll be at SUNY Brook because Vermont and Sacred Heart's coming down, you know, so we try to hit the triple headers in the big tournaments, but uh, we definitely want to know if someone's going to be up there for you. I just think it's going to be a great game and either way it's going to be within a goal. So, you know, we wish you the best of luck, obviously. Um, it's great to have that, have the out of conference divisional game just mm-hmm. for something different, you know? Um, and then obviously when you, if, and when you beat Holy Cross to be undefeated and be the New England conference champion says a lot about where you've been this year. Um mm-hmm. And if that happens, then you know that you get to host a game too. So that's fun. Oh yeah, we're we're very excited. I think we have a uh, program's only going up from here. We're excited for what the future has in store. Well, it certainly sounds that way, Mark. And uh, congratulations to you guys uh, and the, you know the rest of the Stags team. You guys have done a fantastic job. Uh, can't wait to see how this game's uh, this Sunday's game maps out and uh, how the rest of the season. We will definitely be back in touch with you. Hopefully, get you guys. Um, uh, on our social media sites, get some information up, maybe some videos and pictures, and let everybody know how this all went down. Um, and, and, and yeah, really, really good stuff out of the New England Conference. And uh, thanks again for taking the time uh, to hop on the phone with, uh, with us this afternoon. Hey, no problem. Thank you guys for having us. No problem. Jamie, thank you again. As the helicopter flies by, I apologize. <laughs> I'm at the airport. Like I, I said, it's that. too nice. Yep, and there he goes. So... <laughs> All right, guys, that'll wrap up this week's episode of the NCLL podcast. Find us on the web at NCLLAX.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, go to our main website uh, for more information on games upcoming. All right, guys, take care. Have a great day. Mark, good luck. Thank you, thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Paul. Take care. Thank you, guys.